Hello, welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the 52nd episode of the year 2022 in the year of our Lord, the last episode of 2022, an awful year. My name is Vince, and I'm here with everybody's favorite Papa. Papa. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) How are you, pal? I'm good, how are you? I'm alright, man. I'm excited to do this. I love this tradition. At the end of the year, we do our favorite games and movies, and that's what the third segment of the program will be. I'm rather excited to do it. I got a fun little lore segment for you, but I'm excited. Do you think this has been a good year for you so far? Eh. I, uh, <sighs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think 2022 sucked. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but I just I don't think this was a great year. I think it was kind of slow. But like I said, we'll get to it later. I'm happy that you're here, pal. There's something you wanted to talk about right off the bat. I do know. I don't want to waste too much time. Also, so I don't want to waste too much time, Papa. I don't want to, uh, <laughs> I don't want to meander around the intro. But I know there's something you wanted to talk about that I haven't really spoken about here. And you understand it better than I do. So I don't really know what's going on. And I just want to know if maybe you could express what's happening with videos, James. Yeah. Please. Uh, well, the FTC is suing to block Microsoft's acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard. So it, it didn't go through? Uh, as far as I know, no. It's okay. a thing that's happening. Because I was under the impression that it already went through. No. Hmm. Okay. So this pretty much... And why is this all happening? Um, from what they have said in their statement that Mm -hmm. Microsoft has shown that they can and will withhold content from its gaming rivals. Uh, Meaning that with Bethesda, they are like, yes, most of this stuff is exclusive to our console only. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they don't like that. A (laughs) lot of people don't like that. And they also don't like that. Are they using Bethesda as like the number one example? Yes. Because what exactly is Bethesda, like, other than Starfield, they never said Elder Scrolls Six would be on exclusively. Redfall. Microsoft decided to make oh, several thought- of Bethesda's titles, including Starfield and Redfall, Microsoft exclusive, despite I, assurances I, okay. it had given to European antitrust authorizations that had no incentive to withhold the game from rival companies. I see. I was under the impression that Redfall was a timed exclusive. I mean, it might be, but that's also, again, yeah. what's time? Three years? Four years from now? Yeah. Oh, in 15 years, it'll be on our competitive... Yeah. yeah. I... I'm surprised this happened now, to be honest. Uh, I'm surprised with every other... Com- like, Microsoft buying every company under the sun that they didn't hit them with this earlier. I remember hearing there was rumors that Sony wanted to buy Activision, and or... Yeah, and that was, like, a big deal. Like, dude, this was, like, two years ago. I remember talking about it with Olive on the show, like, a long-ass time ago, that there was rumors of Activision getting bought out by Sony, and it was like, if Sony buys Activision, it's a huge problem. So, I mean, is it just a case of one company got jealous over the other? Probably not. Uh, Maybe. It it, it might be, but it it also seems like that I don't think the – I don't know. It seems like it's all business stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a. I think I don't see why you wouldn't want to put Starfield or Redfall on PlayStation just because it'll make more money. Mm-hmm. I've never developed a game, so like I don't. I don't know how hard it is. Like I, I know it's not just like a hey, change all the triangle logos to Y's, like change all the X's to A's, all the circles to B's, and all the squares to X's. Like I know it's not like, and there's no R2 button. It's left trigger, right trigger. Like I know it's not that, like easy to switch it over. But I can't imagine it being incredibly difficult. Like once you kind of have the base made, you can kind of go from there. Again, never developed a game, so I don't know what the f- I'm talking about. But like, I get it. You want to sell sales towards your console, so more people have that console. But at the same time, like I said. Why not just make all of the money possible? I don't know. I don't really, like... It sucks that there's going to be three companies. Like, that's what it feels like. It's going to be Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and then small studios. 
But even the small studios get bought up because Studio MDHR, who made Cuphead, got bought out by Microsoft. And I never thought Cuphead would be on PlayStation, and then they put it on PlayStation. Yeah, this, so is, I, I, uh, this is what they said in the article, too. It says, um, with control over Activision's blockbuster franchises, Microsoft would have both the means and motive to harm competition by manipulating Activision's pricing, degrading Activision's game quality or player experience or on rival consoles and gaming services. Changing the term and timing of access to Activision's content or withholding content from competitors entirely, resulting in harm to consumers. Meaning they could be like, hey, here's the next Call of Duty on PS5. Oh, it's kind of buggy. Oh, well, maybe yeah. you should come play it on Xbox. We're not going to fix it. Yeah. So, okay. See, and that's what I heard is that, like, uh, who's the CEO of Microsoft or of Xbox? Is it Phil? Phil, Philip, our boy Phil. I think it might be Phil. I remember hearing somewhere that he was just like, no, I want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation because apparently Sony was like, that's it. That's it. Really? Because the way I remember hearing about it was like, they were like, yeah, we'll keep it on there in perpetuity. But three years, I mean, from what Sony said, Sony doesn't make money on their consoles. Like, I think that's like a fact now. Nobody's making money, Kyle. Have you noticed this? Nobody's making money. Like, how the fuck is nobody making money? And everything's so goddamn expensive, but nobody's making money. Netflix hasn't made money. Hulu's never made money. Like, how? Whatever. Oh, hold on. They offered them oh. a 10-year deal, though. Yeah, but, like, a 10-year deal, would you not take that? You just re-up the deal in 10 years. No? Like, do you think Call, do you think Call of Duty could die in 10 years? I, I, like genuinely like i don't know anybody dead. who's still well i know you know <laughs> what i mean like not from our perspective but like the perspective of people that only buy call of duty and madden and fifa and mlb and maybe right. one or two games here or there like do you really think it's ever going to drop off do you really think that like battlefield is going to show up and be like hey we're good again i don't know I don't, I don't know. know. And what sucks is this is like we're recording this a few weeks in advance. So this could change by the time this comes out. Right. I don't know. I, I think, you know, we have monopoly laws in this country for a reason. But there are there are monopolies. Kraft Foods owns every other brand. And if it's not Kraft, it's Verizon. And if it's not Verizon, it's Time Warner. Like everything is just owned by seven people. So, I don't know. Verizon tried buying Blizzard, I think, at one point. Yeah, not sure. Or they tried, or maybe they tried buying Warner Brothers, Verizon? I don't remember. Anyway, I don't know. Thanks for bringing this up, because I wouldn't have talked about this, because I genuinely don't know anything that's, like, going on with it. Right. Other than, like, I can see what Xbox is doing of, like, hey, here's the next big game only on Xbox. But it doesn't seem like they have studios that are in-house just for them. It just seems like they bought everybody. Like, Sony has Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch. uh, Who else? You know what I mean? Like, they have a bunch of other people, and it's like, okay, well, I know they're going to make quality shit. And then it's just like, hey, the next Halo game might be okay. And we're still making Gears. But, like... Beyond Good and Evil was shown shown off. It, I believe Beyond Good and Evil Two has surpassed development time of Duke Nukem Forever. It's been quite a while, yeah. So, like, I think it was like before the 360 was launched, they showed that off. Now they're on the Series X. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Is there anything else you'd like to say on it, Papa? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, if that's all you want to say, I really don't have much else to say on the whole. Uh, anti-monopoly thing going on between Microsoft and Sony other than what I've said, uh, I think it's time for us to move on to the lore. And before I move on to the lore, I have to thank the Patreon. Now, because of you guys, I can continue to grow the show and make it a bigger and better experience. And don't forget, there is the $10 tier called the Film Live in Front of a Studio Audience tier, where if you're it, 
if you're in that tier and you're in the Discord, there is the stage and you can watch these episodes be recorded live and there's a chat that corresponds with it and you essentially become part of the show. You can give feedback live and you say like, hey, do this, do that. I don't like the skip it a cream. You jump in, you're part of the show. So there's a few people I have to thank and starting at the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank TP. Thank you, TP. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. I love and appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for your your support. Um, like I said, because of you guys, the show continues to grow. Now, I usually ask the Discord or go to a YouTube comment to see what kind of lore somebody would want to hear. This has been kind of hectic for me. The end of the year always is. I have some plans and I've been trying to record episodes. This episode is being recorded like two weeks. Mm, yeah, two weeks before it comes out. Uh, and I didn't have enough time to go in there and ask for backup stuff. I'm still getting over COVID. You could probably hear it in my voice. It sucks. Uh, but I went and I said, what's something nice that we could end the year off? Something from one of the newer games, something that I could kind of explore and check out and see and go from... Uh, there and something that I feel like people really enjoyed about Fallout 4 was Far Harbor. Uh, it's one of the few times in the game where it actually gives you some sort of choice. And I thought, what could I do about Far Harbor that I just thought would be fun? Something that you don't really get to see in any of the other Fallout games. And I wanted to do Acadia because Acadia is uh, a space. It's a dome with a telescope. It's it's fun. It's different, and it's a synth haven. And I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. So if you want to hear any lore whatsoever, leave a comment on the YouTube video below or join the Discord because once a week I'll ask a question, the first person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. This week I picked lore and this week's lore is on Acadia from Fallout 4's DLC, Far Harbor. Acadia in the year of 2287 is a pre-war astromaniacal observatory, which is now a safe haven for synths reclaimed by Dima and Faraday. It's sheltered by natural ter terrain and is accompanied by surrounding makeshift walls uh, for buildings that then are used as shelter for that area. This part of the mountain at the tippity top is free of fog. Inside is made up of three separate parts. A ground level that is very cramped is the telescope, the dome itself, and the control center. Now I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will, it's where I get these notes. Faraday's research lab is also on this ground level. The second level going down, so into the mountain, is a farm and an infirmary. Aster is the farmer and the medic, and there are some trading posts by Cog, Dejan, who are the merchants there. There's also the main living quarters, and at the bottom most level, it is a workshop and storage. There's not really much on Acadia. Like, there's actually a surprising amount of lack for Acadia, for something of what it is. There's nothing that I can really find on the wiki that says, this was used for this. This was used for that. The only real thing right here on the Nukipedia says behind the scenes, there is a real world observatory on the summit of the Cadillac Mountain in Acadia National Park. That's really it. There's some quests that you can do here. The uh, Acadian ideas, cleansing the land close to home, data recovery, forbidden knowledge, hunting the hunter, reformation, search and destroy, the arrival, the price of memory, the way life should be, and where you belong. The only time Acadia ever shows up is in Far Harbor, the DLC for Fallout 4, and the Fallout board game. One of the loading screens for Far Harbor says, Some of the synth refugees in Acadia are institute escapees who refuse to get their memories wiped by the railroad. Others underwent the process, but the memory wipe didn't take or started to unravel. Other than that, there's, that's really it. It doesn't say really anything in these, in, in the notes here on the wiki, what Acadia was used for pre-war. Apparently it's based on a real place, uh, but there's nothing in game as far as I can tell that says this is what Acadia was used for. I think it's a super neat idea for a place in observatory. I also think it's really cool to have synths there. It's so out of the way. It's on top of this huge mountain that you have to climb up. And depending on what console you're playing on, the fog like bricks your game. And 
you go up this whole slog, you get there, and then it's kind of a sanctuary. It's a haven. Like, I get that's the point. And what you find out about the fog and how that affects Dima and his people and his mission and their plan. But that's all I really have to say for this week's lore. So that, my friends, is this week's lore. You there, big fella? Yep. Cool. It's that time of year again, Papa. It's the end of the year. The time where you and I sit down and we go over our top five movies, <laughs> TV shows, kind of like in the same category, and our top five games of the year. So for those that are uninitiated, we start from number five. We start from our honorable mentions, then we go to our fifth, and then work our way from five to one. So Kyle, would you like to start with uh, movies first? Sure. And then we'll go to games. So if you want to start it off, do your honorable mention, and we can go from there. Uh, I don't have any. Okay, what's your number five? Uh, Elvis. Really? Yeah. And why is that? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I like the guy who directed it because he directed my favorite movie, which is The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Cool. For I have an honorable mention. I'll just do my honorable mention, and then I'll go right into number five. Uh, my honorable mention is Gino Samuel's Chris Chan, A Comprehensive History. <laughs> <laughs> because I have... Mm, I hate how much I've watched this thing. Because it's just... I can recite like Chris Chan quotes... Like, without even thinking about it, like, someone will say something work, and I'll be like, I'm working on it. Like, it's just, I don't even think about it. There's, like, little things. Someone was asking me about Chris Chan once, and I was like, yeah. But if you listen to the video, he's like, all I had to do was listen to what Sonic says every night, and then I called in, and I just won. I just won. And they were like, you need to stop watching this. Like, it's it's a problem. I, I know you know, Kyle, because we message each other, new right, Chris, right, right. as soon as a new one comes out. It's just... I feel like for me to not put that on there is kind of wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but my number, my number five, uh, my number five pick is just Jabroni Mike's streams. I go to bed every night watching these. Um, it's, I think the reason why I drop things and go come, cause that's just like a thing that he does. Like it's just, it's permutated into my psyche. Um, I've actually turned a friend onto it too, to the point where like, I'll catch them watching it. And I'm like, mm, really? For real? I just, I like Mike. I just, I enjoy his stuff. Uh, he's just, I like the way he just doesn't give a fuck when he streams. So Kyle, what's your number four, pal? Um, number four is the Batman. Really? Yes. Why is that? Uh, because I enjoyed that movie really much. And uh, I have not watched a lot of things this year. I, I'm surprised you have it at number four, to be completely honest. There's other things. No, I know. I just remember I called you when we got out of the theater, and I was like, Kyle, it's amazing. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I know. And then I called my brother, and I was like, it's so good. Cool. Yep. Anything else you'd like to say about the Batman? Uh, supposedly it's safe, and the second one's going to be coming out. What do you mean? Oh, because Warner Brothers just, like, cut everything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about what they did with Superman? Uh, uh, it sucks because uh, he left The Witcher to do Superman, and now he's not doing Superman. So. Really? Correct. You think uh, they'll let him come back to do The Witcher? Uh, I don't know. Because um, they already cast the new person they announced it. Um, who is it? I forgot who it is. I didn't is, it, is it Captain America? No. Oh. Um, let me look. It's uh the Liam Hensworth. I don't know who that is. Uh, Thor's brother. Loki? No, like I, the guy who plays Thor. I can't think of his oh, name. But oh, 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 Chris Hemsworth's brother Liam, who was married okay. to uh, Miley Cyrus back in the day. I see, I see, I see, I see. Um, yeah. Supposedly he's doing a Warhammer movie now. Uh, Henry. I saw that. I saw that. And he's a big Warhammer nerd. Cool. He just seems like a nerdy dude. Oh, he to is. Begin with. You know what I like that is. he did in Superman? I think it was in Superman. He refused to shave his chest. Mm. I like that. Uh, us hairy chest individuals <laughs> need to stick together and show that it's normal. I, I, I appreciate that. That was your number four, Papa? Yep. The Batman? My number four is the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> 
This is a show that I watched a few years back as a joke. Because I was like, oh, tea and crumpets. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Pudding is actually a cake here. And we have biscuits and cookies. And I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. I'm going to sit there and go, ha ha. You know, 1776, the colonies. And then I watched it and I'm like invested. Like this year, well, I was I like. I mean, you're probably also invested too because Noel is in there. Uh, From, uh, what's it called? Um, Mighty Boosh. The Mighty Boosh. Yeah. No, it's probably, I like him, but like also I'm sitting there watching it. Like I watched this one with a friend and I was like, who do you think is going to win? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Who do you think is going to win? And then we got like three episodes in and we're both like, oh my God, can you believe that what they're doing? Like it's, and it's, I like it because it's a reality TV show that whoever loses, they like come together and hug. Like, it's not like in America where Gordon Ramsay has to... Did you ever watch anything Gordon Ramsay in that's British, that's not the American version? Yeah, yeah. Ten times better. He genuinely seems like he cares. He's not playing up the angry man character. I think it's so much better. I, I really enjoy his stuff when he's being how far, British. And how not, far have you gotten the great British breakoff? For this season? I mean, I don't know what season, but like... It's For this far. season, it, it ended recently. It ended a few weeks back. I finished it. I watched the whole se- se- or series. That's what they have. And oh, you know what I didn't even have on here? Holy shit! I don't know how the hell I didn't have it, have it on here. All right, number three is getting changed a little bit. I was gonna but say, uh, have you seen the episode with James A. Caster? James A. Caster. He's I don't like think short I've blonde. Seen... He's a comedian. He's really funny. He goes, "I started it. I broke down, and there it is. It's done." I've never seen this. Yeah, I'll have to send you it. That's my number um, four. Kyle, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is the Critical Legend of Vox Machina show. Oh, the animated show came yeah. out? It came out a while ago, yeah. When? Uh, Early this year, I think. Oh, wow. I had no- How many episodes? Oh, God. I don't remember now. Uh, but season two is coming out in January. Oh, shit. Okay, because I wanted to watch it, because I always wanted to try getting into Critical Role, but I never could, because I tried listening. I had a friend, it wasn't you, it was somebody else, who was like, now's the time to get into it. And it was just all inside jokes from the first series, and I was like, I don't get this. And I, I'm not going back and watching. I didn't know it came out. What do you like about it? Like, what's... Uh, it's based off my favorite campaign, and I understand everything. Does it uh, does it just retell the first season? Uh, that's a little hard thing to say for season because there's like over a hundred something episodes. You know what I mean? Like, does it does it just rehash like the first few episodes? Yes and no. Like, um, okay, they change it a little bit. They, well, they have to change a lot of things because they're not owned by wizards. So yeah, they can't really be like yeah beholders and or you know what I mean. <laughs> They're not beholders. They're they're cradlers. Like they can't use like spell names and like the gods yeah. had to be changed and stuff like that. But other than that, it's like the same. Th- not the same thing, but like it's very uh, adult. Really? Like it's like you know nudity is a thing, and then a lot of blood and like like if Kyle, a freaking dragon Christian. if a dragon is shooting fire at you, you're gonna see burn burning corpses and stuff. You know what I mean? Like damn. Yeah. Is it all the voice actors that played in the campaign yep. doing their char- really? They're doing their characters. Um, Matt's doing certain characters here and there, but they got like a full like good cast for season one. Like David Tennant's a character. Oh wow. Um, let me find. They got my girl. They got my girl. Uh, your girl, Ashley Johnson. Oh, she's the main cast. She's Pike. Don't. Does she just sound like Ellie? No, no. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me find. They announced the cast for season two. Let's see if I find it. So the cast for season two will include Will Friedle, Billy Boyd from Lord of the Rings, okay. Free Summer. Oh, shit. Uh, Aelin Ubach. Oh, gee. Don't know who that is. Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. Okay. Troy Baker. Of course. Sindil, uh Ram Murthy and Ralph... Ionson, and then also um, Henry Winkler, Lance Riddick, and Cheech Marin. Henry Winkler, the Fonz? Yep. Wow. You know what that list is missing? What's it missing? 
Kurt Russell. Hold on. I, let me... Actually... Kyle, I, I have really bad COVID brain to the point where I almost said Dirt Russell. Dirt Russell. <laughs> Cocaine's a healthy drug. I'm not on coke. I'm not. I would never do cocaine. Uh-huh. It's bad for your heart. No, seriously, I wouldn't. I joke a lot. I don't. I don't know, Kyle. I think that's like the one of the one of the, that and heroin. I don't think I'd ever try. <laughs> Meth. I don't think uh, I'd ever try. So they had uh, Greg Griffin, um, Carrie Payton, Darren DePaul, Stephen Root, mm. uh, Gina Torres, uh, Rory McCain, uh, Stephanie Beatrice from um, uh, the cop show. Uh, Oh, Reno 911? No, the other one. Oh. Uh, CSI Miami? No, no, no. Uh, I'm blanking. Why am I blanking on name? Cops? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh! Okay. Tony Hale was in it. David Tennant. Cree Summer did the voice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a, f- a few, you know. Yeah. Believe. No, yeah. I didn't even know it came out. Yeah. On Prime. Cool. So, Kyle, my number three, I actually have a 3.5. I fucked up. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I, 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 we were talking about the British, and it made me think of this. It's a series that I really got into, like really heavy this year. Uh, I have a feeling you're going to think I'm, I'm like, you're going to think less of me because of this. And I don't give a gosh damn, Kyle. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Okay. The web show. Okay, so there's a web show, right, from like that started in like 2010 or 11 yeah. and then ended in like 2015, 2016, and now there's a TV show. Huh. Like a 24-minute episodic TV show and there's six of them that came out this year. And it's not as like gross out. Did you watch the web show? Yeah. Yeah. I the web show is great for what it is, and I like watching how they progress throughout time with like what they uh, like how how good their equipment is. But if you watch the web show and then watch the show, it's like the same sets, it's the same puppets, like it's the same quality. It's like but better, like it's ten times better. It's on channel four, I believe. Yeah, because the streaming app is called Four All. It's on channel four in the UK, and someone very legally uploaded all six episodes to YouTube and that's how I watch them. And Kyle, they're brilliant. Like they're really, really they're Like, you know, I like puppets to begin with, so I'm already in. Yeah. But like, this is like, there's a lot of hidden shit. Like, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a lot of hidden stuff in there. And on top of all the hidden stuff, uh, it's also like psychological horror more than it is just gross out. Like, just like the first episode of the web show is, I think, Duck playing with like a heart or Red Guy playing with like a heart in, in sparkles or some shit. And this one is more about like, hey, what happens when a family member dies and you don't know how to deal with it? And like, what's it like working at a job that you hate and you blink and all of a sudden you've been there for 40 years? Like it's, I, I really, really enjoy Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, the show. That's my 3.5 because I messed up. My number three though is Sonic 2. Right, Sonic 2. Sonic 2 is really good. I really don't have anything else to say about Sonic 2 other than it's really good. <laughs> this is the one of the few times that I saw Jim Carrey in a movie and I went, maybe he didn't have to be here. I love Jim Carrey. To the day I die, uh, him and, and uh, Ace Ventura, I don't remember which one it is, where he's explaining that the window, the balcony of the hotel is soundproof. And he's going, uh, uh, every time he like shuts the window, kills me to this day. I still think all that shit's hilarious. I haven't seen mask in a long time, but like, I love Jim Carrey. Right. I think he's, he's the weakest part of Sonic too. My opinion. I get he's supposed to be the comic relief, but knuckles is great in that movie. Tails is great in that movie. The only real problem I have with it. Like I like Jim Carrey in it. I just don't think it's the best he's ever done. My only real problem is it came out in 2022 and they put uptown funk in it. <laughs> That's about it. I really like the movie, and I and I like this the thing at the end, and I just want to see Chow. God damn, do I want to just see some Chow? Kyle, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Really? Yep. Tell us a little bit about the show. Uh, I've never seen it. I really liked it. It really 
I mean, it'll be it, you watch it and it's like, yeah, this is good, and then it's just like that meme of like, oh god, it's deep. <laughs> so much stuff happens, really. Um, but it, it, it's interesting to watch, like when you play the game, and then you're like, oh, I know that location, mm-hmm. and like then in the game you find the same stuff. It, it, I always enjoy that. Is Keanu in, in it? Uh, I don't think in this one, no, no. Where does this show take place in relation to the game? I feel like it's a little bit of a prequel, if I recall. Okay, okay. I don't know if they... Well, it has to be a prequel because of subpart, but like, I don't know how long if they explain it or if I just didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. This, is, this episode is coming out after Christmas, so I can say this. I'm going to GameStop later to buy uh, my brother a copy of God of War, Ragnarok. I'm thinking about picking up a copy of uh, Death Stranding. I think it's time I play it because they're coming out with DS2. Uh, All the future fans are going to be confused. But they're coming out with the new one, and you seemed really excited for DS2. And I'm just really curious to see if Kojima is the hack that I believe him to be or not. I'm trying to not go into it negatively. But I'm also kind of thinking maybe I should wait until I get a PS5 because I know when I get a PS5, one of the first games I do want to play is Cyberpunk because it was touted as this game that was, oh, it's the next big thing and this and that. And then it changed and then it came out and didn't work for anybody. And now it's stable and they announced a second one. And they made their money back. Like there was rumors of them going to get sued over it, but apparently the show is so good that what is it on? Oh yeah, the show. What's it on? Netflix. Hulu? Okay, so because it's so good, I feel like you know maybe the only thing is the clip that I saw of it. It seems a little too anime for me. Um, I mean, it is an. It's made by an anime studio. Oh, it is. It's made in Japan. Uh, hold on. I forgot the studio. They said it's a really good. Studio, uh, uh, Studio Trigger. Where are they located? Tokyo. They did Kill a Kill, a uh, bunch of other ones. We're trying to figure out if stuff you know. New Panty and Stocking. Panty and Stocking, really? That's one that everyone told me I'd enjoy because it doesn't. Have you ever seen uh, Psyche K? Uh, no. That's on Netflix. This isn't a recommendation or anything on my top. I've only watched like three episodes with a friend. Uh, It's an anime and the rules in it, like they make it up as they go along, but like not in a shitty way. Like it feels like this is the anime for people who think anime is ridiculous. And I love it. Yeah, they're uh, from what I heard. Trigger is a really good studio. Cool. That's your number two. Mm hmm. My number two is the Hulu original Until the Wheels Fall Off. It's a documentary about Tony Hawk. Uh, oh, I, interesting. Yeah, I think I think you would appreciate it too, Kyle. Um, yeah. it's, it's a really good documentary. They talk a little bit about the video games, like the Tony Hawk games. Tony Hawk is, like has this amazing story where someone like slid him a check at a me- at like a dinner meeting or or a lunch meeting and they're like hey congratulations the game's going to go to uh, PlayStation's greatest hits and he's like cool what does that mean he goes the game's going to be put out cheaper but it's going to make a ton of more money and he's like great and he goes here you go and he goes what's this he goes this is for the first run and it was like a check for like 5 or 6 million dollars and he was like i have no insane. clue what to do with insane. this money you know what i mean like it was just Tony yeah. Hawk is one of the coolest people on the planet. He's a renaissance man. Like just, but like there's a scene in, in the documentary that shows him at the X games doing the 900 for the first time. And if I remember correctly, he's the first person. I'm not sure if he's the per- first person to ever do the 900, but he's the first person to ever have it like filmed that he's doing the 900. And right. I'm watching it at work. Right. So I got like, I'm doing my thing, but I like got it off to the side and you just hear the announcer like Tony Hawk going back one more time to try for the 900. And you can like see in his, and this is also footage. It's like 20, almost 30 years old. You can see in his face, like the determination of like him about to land the trick that's going to define him for, define him for the rest of his life. And like, I was like, well enough, dude, like I was tearing up. Like it's an emotional point. Like it, it shows you 
all the shit that he went through and like how he like made skateboarding acceptable and how people were shitting on him and like they were saying that every time he would come out of a bowl, he was doing an ollie, which for those who don't know in skateboarding, is essentially like a little jumpy jump. And they were like, that's cheating. And he's like, how is that cheating? I'm doing a trick. Like, explain to me how that's cheating. There's like a lot of things that he's like, he's part of the Bones Brigade. Uh, his mentor was uh, Stacy Peralta. Uh, like, he was, I don't think he was part of the Z-Boys from Dogtown, but Peralta was. Like, there's just a lot of really great history in, in the documentary. And then it ends with like, him getting seriously injured. And then like the day the documentary came out, he broke his leg. And in the documentary, he's like, I will not stop doing this until I'm dead. He's like this. I need to do this every single day of my life. And it's Kyle. I know you like documentaries to begin with. Yeah. But this is, it's a fantastic documentary. Yeah. I have to check it out. Yeah. So, Kyle, what, my good man, is your number one? Would you like to take a guess? I would love to take a guess. Can I have a can I have a hint if it's a movie or TV show? It's a TV show. TV show. So I include some movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is always movies and TV shows. I know, but like the thing is, not just a uh, TV show. It, it does include movies. Oh, 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 oh! I see what you're saying. So it's a series. Is it Doctor Who? Nope. Hmm. I'm trying to think what had a TV show and a movie this year. You're going to say it and I'm going to be like, oh, of course. Well, it didn't come out this year. It's just what I've been enjoying a lot this year. Oh. Is it the Muppets? Nope. What is it? Uh, It's Naruto. Really? Yeah. I've gotten back into it. I am almost fully done with Naruto itself. Huh. Uh, watched all the movies. I'm you most, just I'm told listen, me this the other night. I'm listening totally to forgot. the music in the background right now. Are you really? Yeah, it's on, oh, it's Spotify. It's amazing. What about Naruto? I I mean, I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. My gamer tag was Naruto fan <laughs> for a long time. I remember that, yeah. Um, it was a sad day when I no longer saw that pop up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I just, you know, Instagram kept popping up with like epic music and it was just like oh this is interesting what's all this stuff that i have yet to see and then yeah started cool who's your favorite character episodes. uh i mean i have two yeah i have uh kakashi of course and then yamato i don't know yamato uh, yamato is the wood style user so he does like wood um i think in does he have a mask he kind of like it has a weird like doom esque like side helmet kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not familiar. Somewhere I um, have the I think he's voiced by episode. Troy Baker for a while in the series. I wonder if Troy Baker has enough money where he never has to work again. I don't know. He does every voice. Kyle Troy Baker does m- m- the voice in my head. <laughs> That's how much he does. Uh, doesn't he do the Destiny voice now? No. Who does Destiny? Because it was Peter Dinklage, right? It was Peter Dinklage. It's now... Um, I hate... I hate it. I'm blanking on it. Uh, Nathan Drake. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Nolan North. Nolan North, yeah. Isn't there, is there a back bling in Fortnite for Destiny? Uh, probably. So, they did come out with a bunch of Destiny stuff. Okay, because I could have uh, swore that I was playing the other night and someone fucking schmacked me. Yeah, they had a uh, Destiny clap. Well, a little bit. Nice. So, Kyle, my number one. I think if you know me, you're going to see this one coming, Kyle. I feel like you're going to see this one coming. Uh, we've already spoken about it. It's the Batman. Right. I love the Batman. I think it's a phenomenal movie. I like that it's actually a detective I think that Robert Pattinson is a phenomenal Batman and a pretty decent uh, Bruce. I was actually having a conversation with someone at work about like Batman versus Bruce Wayne. And it seems like they always cast for one or the other. True. Like um, what's the guy I don't like? Christian Bale seems like a really good Bruce Wayne and not a really good Batman. Uh, we were actually talking. I was, we were talking at work about how Superman, like what's going on with Superman and Henry Cavill and what have you. And 
they were so they my friend goes well i think henry cavill should have played bruce wayne but they didn't think he was going to be a good batman and i was like i think john ham should play oh yeah bruce no, wayne but i, I think I, I i like the year that john ham is two face mm, i don't hate that but i think see i think the problem with that is it relies too heavily on the fact that he was the madman you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Like I think, like you know, some actors. There's there's two types of actors: actors that you'll only ever see them as one character, or you'll only ever see them as the actor. Like I love Samuel Jackson, but I don't go. I don't think of Samuel Jackson as his character in X. I think of Samuel Jackson as Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Like I don't think of him as like the the slave from Django or the the guy from Hateful Eight or Jules from Pulp Fiction, I just go to a movie and I go, oh, well, those are all Tarantino movies. That's not fair. Or or the DJ in uh, Do the Right Thing. I see Spike, Spike Lee. I see Samuel Jackson and I just go, that's Samuel Jackson. And then there's actors that like, no matter what they do, you always see them as that. And I feel like that's what John Hamm kind of suffers from because he was on Mad Men for like 10 years. Right. That like it would make a lot of sense for him to play Two Face, but I think I would I think he plays a better older Bruce. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. think he would play a better older Bruce. It's like Batman's been doing this for a while. He's fifty. He's got like the 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 birdies with him. Like he's ready to kind of pass it down. This is like before Batman Beyonds, something like there. Like if they ever wanted to make a movie that was a Batman movie that heavily relied on the kids, like all the Robins, Nightwing, like that, kind of like Gotham Knights in a way. Like if they want to make like a Gotham Knights-esque movie, uh, do that with John Hamm being an older Batman. Right. That makes sense to me. I don't even yeah. know how old John Hamm is, but I could see them graying him up a bit for that. But that's that's our top five movies, Kyle. I th- do you want to just go right to games? Yes, let's do it. Cool. Start us off, Papa. What's your number five game and why? Uh, my number five is Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space. Really? Yep. Tell me a little bit about it, please. Uh, love the series. Uh, mm-hmm. Started playing through this one because I think it finally released sometime this year, I think. Oh, this is um, new? Uh, well, I mean, the remastered, like, okay, okay. read thing of the. I have to play these. You do, you do. It's just, it's fun and goofy and, like,. They kind of remind me, and I've never played them, so tell me if I'm wrong. They kind of remind me of like a grown-up, humongous game. Uh, yeah, I, you kind of could think of that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they are point and clicks, right? Yes, they are point and clicks. So they kind of remind me of like these goofy, silly, like fun point and clicks that Humongous made. But it's like, hey, we're an ambiguous duo. Yeah. What's the plot um, of this one? Oh god, what is the plot of this one? Um, I actually don't remember because I think I. It's been so long since I played this one. Well, why do you like Sam and Max? Like, what about it draws you in? Just the characters and like the style and like. Mm-hmm. I think this was back in the day with like it having episodic things and connecting at the mm-hmm. time and like trying to figure this out because I. They, it was only on PC back then. I remember buying the disc. At like a Walmart. The um, old Walmart? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're it's episodic, but they like continue off of each other. Um I can't remember the plot too much, but like I remember the like, first episode dealt with Christmas and Santa. Fun. Um Oh, what is the second one? The second one I think we went to Easter Isle. Bermuda Triangles were attacking everybody. <laughs> and now... Now we are on a... We're in, like, a, a Transylvania hotel. Cool. The zombies are now loose. But it's just fun and goofy and, you know. Yeah, that's why I want to play them, because they just seem like silly games. Yeah. Like, they just seem like fun for the sake of fun. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, my number five... Um, is Sonic Frontiers. Oh. And Sonic Frontiers isn't a great game, but I haven't played that much this year, to be completely honest. It's fine. 
the tails level level three sucks like a lot uh the biggest problem with this game is that it doesn't explain to you how to do a lot of things. You have to get to this like other island, and one of the ways to do it on level three is to get on this bird, but like you can't attack the bird, and like you can't, like you physically can't touch him, and like you, you're supposed to use him as like a paraglider thing to get to the other island. It's fine, like it's it's the most okay game ever. Right. I think you would like it because you like Sonic Adventure one. So I feel like you would really enjoy, you would really enjoy this one. Uh, it expands upon some lore that I feel like you'd enjoy. There's some things that I don't like about it. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it will open up the door for the next like Sonic. Like if they do Sonic Frontiers two, like well, I they feel have like DLC planned. I think I shared that with you. Like yeah, what they have planned out. For I don't DLC think it's like story shit. But like the best part of Frontiers is the fishing. Because it's the simplest fishing minigame I've ever played, and it's just so satisfying. Satisfying. It's so satisfying for no reason. Like, Big the Cat's there. It's an okay... Like, honestly, I'd give it, like, a 6.9, a 7.2, like, that range out of 10. Right. But I like it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it sucks. It's ass. I don't like it. Uh It's fine. Like, it's a step in the right direction. If they could fix all the pop-in issues... And there's like little things that like if you're running, a bird will like fly next to you. And it's like, why is the bird fast as fast as Sonic is? And there's like, you, I don't think it's super spoily. You get to go super Sonic a few times for boss battles. And there is one boss battle. It's either the, I think it's the first one. If it's not the first one, it's the second one. Kyle, it's so good. It's so unbelievably good. Like the music just kicks ass and like, it's so fast paced. It's really good. If you're a Sonic fan, you'll enjoy it. If not, I I don't know. I watched the video on that majority of the levels are like same as other games. What do you mean? Like there's a couple levels that are like exactly the same from other Sonic games, but like really? Yeah. Cause there are like traditional levels in it, but like, I believe, like, one's from Frontiers, and then there's, like, a Generations level, but it's not, like, like, things are a little bit different, but, like, some of the layout is, like, one's from the freaking Werewolf game. Yeah, that's why I don't know. But, like, the background is completely new and different, but, like, the one area is, like, the same. It would make sense if they're paying homage to it with the story, but it's never made apparent that they're doing that because there is one level that like you start it. And my first thought was rolling around. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh my God, this is very right. much reminiscent of, or even if it's not even that, it's like that city is not city escape. The other one at night, you know what I mean? The one is shadow. Yeah. Oh, you, I don't know. You didn't play Sonic Adventure 2. I mean, I know, but I, I never played it. But still, like, I, I like it. What's your number four? Uh, before we get to that, Prime did just come out, by the way. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Apparently, it's good. There's actually, I got to send it to you. There's this guy that I found on Instagram that makes, like, bootleg clothing. I'm, I have to buy the shirt. Bootleg clothing, uh, Sonic stuff. They have some Pokemon stuff, too. The front of it is five chows on the chest. And the back is, like, a bootleg Sonic Adventure 2 battle, like, cover art on the back of the shirt. <laughs> It's they have like a puffer jacket that it's the Sonic Adventure 2 battle screen where all the characters are like lined up for multiplayer and they're chilling at a Sonic at like a drive-in. It's incredible the stuff this dude makes. I have to send it to you. I meant to do it to do it to you. You know how to do it on you. Sent it to you last night, but I just I didn't. Sorry. What's your what's your number four, Papa? Uh, my number four is Elden Ring. I'm surprised it's not higher. Please uh, tell mean- me. I liked it. I, I mean, that was all the way in the, like towards the beginning of the year. I have a feeling I know what your number out. one is, but please. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was amazing and great. And um, I wish our my me and Alex co-op playthrough was continuing. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It it's so much fun stuff happens. I do want to try it. The only thing that I, I'm afraid about trying it is it's not a game that you could like put down for a couple days. Like you kind of have to just play it or like write down what you're doing. But I do want to try it. it. It's, I would say 
it's a little bit better that because like it does have a like follow me marker in a way mm-hmm. like if you want to continue on that but it's more like just go explore and like you have fast travel so there's not like oh do you yeah you literally can fast travel to any of I see. fires basically I see so you're not really you you shouldn't get lost it's a big map you know it's I'd like to try it it's a game that yeah. I don't think that I'd ever complete but I'd like to try because I don't I don't play Soulsborns mm-hmm. so is that all you want to say on Elder yeah. yeah. Cool. My number four is Fallout 3. Um, this could be my game of the year every year. I love this game. <laughs> I, I really I talk about it at nauseum. This year I had my copy signed by Wes Johnson, the same one I got on my 11th or 12th birthday. Uh, and I just wanted to kind of play it again and not play it on stream. Not that there's anything wrong with playing it on stream because I still have Framke Grundlechu, who I have to like go back and stream the rest of her campaign, but like I just wanted to play it with the music on and play slow and the feeling of being 11, 12, 13, 14 years old again and like discovering shit for the first time showed up. I'm doing the slaver quest cause I've never done it cause I could like never bring myself to be a slaver and like, I just want to see it. I just want to see what happens. Like I'm playing like not an evil character, but not a good character. Like I haven't played it in a minute cause I've been playing other stuff. But, like, I very much enjoyed Fallout 3 again. Like, I'm just happy to know that I'm not so dead on the inside that it doesn't make me feel special anymore. Like, I'm happy that that's still there. I'm, like, proud that that's still there, if that makes any sense. What's your number three, my good man? Uh, My number three is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Uh, Yes, I finally got around to that. Um... Because there's a curse on me that uh, any Final Fantasy game I play, I never finish. Really? Um, yeah, ten I played, and then I restarted when it came to consoles, mm-hmm. and then I stopped because I forgot what was going on. So other stuff was coming out, and I never did that. And then fifteen came They're out. Big games. Um, fifteen came out. I played quite a bit of that. My PlayStation bugged and I had to wipe my console and I didn't have plus around the time so I never saved it to the cloud so I lost quite a lot of progress in that so I kind of sucks did that but like yeah I wanted to get around to this um and like they just announced the second one coming out so I was like you know what I'll go through it and I I mean I always knew I was gonna love them Mm-hmm. It's just like when was a good time to. They seem like you games. Like Final Fantasy games seem like you games. So yeah, I finally got around to that. Loved it. Cool. Uh, yeah. My my number three. This hurts me to say, Kyle, but it's GTA Online. I hate this game so much. <laughs> I don't enjoy GTA Online, but I still check it every now and again to go, ooh, what's at the casino? Spin, spin. I love playing this game with Alex. And I feel like in the beginning of the year, we played it a lot with him. Um, right. And like to the point where I remember like coming home and being excited to play with you guys. And I think I put, that's why I put it above Fallout 3, because I feel like I just played more of it this year. Right. I, I I feel like I've said everything I could ever say about it. They're they're adding more missions to it. There's a new thing now. It's like drugs or I don't I don't know. They put Franklin in it. Doctor Dre. That's what we were doing. We were playing with Doctor Dre. Alex and I were like fanboying over Doctor Dre and like just being like, oh my god, Grand Theft Auto, Doctor Dre. Like it was just dumb and silly and stupid. I that's all I have to say. Kyle, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Cyberpunk. Really? Yep. Uh, I was- finally got around to it. Was the show uh, your number two as well? Uh, show was number two, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, the show and like seeing the trailer and the music kind of inspired me to like, or no, it was before the show and stuff like that. I forgot what it was, but it was just like wanted to finish it off. Loved the ending and all that after I did it, and then like when the show happened, I was just like, I'm going to go back and replay it, and like actually have a good build. <laughs> so like I slow time down, go invisible, throw throwing knife at everybody, and like one hit kills them. The most Kyle shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you're enjoying it. Like I said, it's one of those that I'd really like to go and try. Yeah. Like I don't think I'm ever gonna try The Witcher because I've heard it doesn't control very well, and I just don't like fantasy all that much. 
but like cyberpunk i want to try i like it's a dystopia so i want to try it is that all you have to say yeah so kyle my number two hurts I think it hurts more than GTA Online because if you would have told me five, six years ago that I'd be saying this, I would have called you a liar. (laughs) If it's Fortnite. It's fucking Fortnite, homie. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's like I even by myself, like I get on with you and Lou and maybe my brother every night. Dude, my brother's insane at Fortnite. He's like, all right, we're dropping here. He puts the marker down. He goes, go here, go there. I I don't even drop. And he's like, yo, I already got two kills. I'm like, how the fuck? I'm not even on the ground yet. He's like, hold on, three, (laughs) four. I'm like, bro, because we play duos. I'm like, you just took out like a a two and a half teams. (laughs) In in no time. Dude, we ended. He has the Bruno Mars skin, which makes me laugh really hard. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, why do you have the Bruno Mars skin? He goes, you don't remember when I was a baby? I used to sing Bruno Mars songs all the time. I'm like... Damn, I guess I did. I guess I forgot. Yeah, I kind of remember that. And uh, like he he took out like a team and a half on duos by himself. Like he's insanely good at it. And when we were done, I was like, yo, how many kills did you have? He's like 24. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. I had six. Crazy. Yeah, like he's I've had so much fun with it. I, I bought the fucking battle pass, Kyle. Yep. I have the Doom Slayer. And like I'm looking through the, the axes you can get, and one of them's like a, a a baseball bat with nails in it, covered in blood. And I was like, "Oh, how do you get that? Oh, get every single thing in the battle pass." Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go for that because the battle pass apparently lasts until March. Yeah. So yeah, I just I've been really yep. enjoying Fortnite. We should go to the Target Island and the Doritos Island. <laughs> See the the Code Island. Yeah. See, with those games, especially like Overwatch, I hate doing the custom game modes. Really? I hate it. I always liked Overwatch's custom. No, Overwatch had They one always called- lasted so too long, and it never added to like any progress for me. Huh. Overwatch had one called Cancer Watch that I really liked. That was just, you like had levels and you would go up and then you'd hit like level 80 to 90 something or 120, like in that range. And you would glitch out. And if you were the right character, you just melt everybody. I always had so much fun with that. Yeah. I, I totally, is this contributing to my leveling up and progress to get stuff? And if it's no, then I don't want to play it. Kyle, you were the fucking custom games king on Halo 3. Yeah, but they didn't have like a really good rank up system no, back then. Oh my god. There. I played so much Halo 3. I think my rank is like 4. Like I don't cuz I never yeah. I didn't understand the difference between competitive and like the casual version. Yeah. So what's your number 1, Papa? Uh my number 1 is God of War Ragnarok. I knew it. <laughs> Tell us. It was just so good. It was just so good. The music is just, it hits me every time. And it's just, I'm excited to see what the future holds. I need to play it. Yeah, you do. My, I, I said it earlier and I said it to you before we started recording. I'm getting that for my brother for Christmas. He really wants to play it. I remember when, when I first played God of War 2016, I was like, yo, you got to play. So he goes, I'm not going to play that. And then he played. He's like, yo, it's so good. I'm like, I fucking told you. And now he really wants to play the new one. So I'm going to get him for that for Christmas. And I don't remember if I said it here or if I said it to you beforehand. Whenever I get a PS5, I'm going to be like, yo, I bought you that game. Ship it over to me <laughs> <laughs> so I can play it because I I loved God of War 2016. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. Yeah, from, platinum in. You got the platinum? Yep. Nice. And from what you told me, my girl's in it. My yeah. girl, AT&T, Lily, Milano, Vinethrop. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I, I got to play it. Is that yeah. all you want to say on God of War? I know it's new, so you don't want to spoil yeah. anything. Like, it came out, like, a month ago. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, that's... It's just so good. It's just so good. Everything feels good. <laughs> My number one is a classic. My number one is something, it's kind of like an old friend, something that someone, something that you can talk to and then not talk to for a while and then talk to again. It's like you never stopped. Someone who goes away and comes back. Someone who always brings something new to the table, 
or something familiar to the table, whether it be a warm feeling or just a friendly hello. My number one is Minecraft. I played so much fucking Minecraft this year. Like, I think everybody gets that I'm going to play Minecraft for two, three months, and then I'm not going to play it any longer, and (laughs) then I'm going to play it constantly. And that's what happened. It's so true. Me and Chris and another friend of mine just wanted to play Minecraft constantly it was all i could think about it was all i wanted to do it was just it was like a drug minecraft is the greatest game ever made i will say that to the day i die like i love fallout 3 in my opinion that's the greatest game ever made for me but like widespread appeal minecraft is the greatest game to ever be made i love that game i can't like i'm struggling to think of things to say because what hasn't been said about the craft kyle Right, it's a perfect right. game. It's a perfect game in every sense of the word. It's it it teaches you to be okay with being by yourself. It teaches you to be adventurous. It, it lets you foster community. You can play on servers. You can play on servers with your friends. I love Minecraft. I love Minecraft so much. It's my number one pick for 2022. Anything you'd like to say, Papa? No, just I <laughs> I played so much Minecraft that I hate starting into a new place. I know. I'm, I'm aware, and I think that was a big deal for me for a long time, was not wanting to start into a new world. And then I played it this year, and I I prefer Minecraft on PC, to be completely honest with you. Like, I know uh, back in the day when we used to play on consoles, at least one of our friends played with keyboard and mouse. But I, like, Still need... Do. Yeah, yeah. I, like, Still need do. to play keyboard and mouse. It's incredible how... With the enchantment pickaxe and a beacon, how fast you can go with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> on console? On console. Yeah. I, I like my like I was playing Fallout 4 earlier today to capture some footage for today's lore segment. And I'm so used to capturing footage on my PC. My PC won't run four. I'm so used to capturing footage on my PC that it was like I'm so used to the keyboard now. I prefer controller for pretty much everything else. Minecraft and my and the, not even shooting with Fallout, just the map movement. I like I'm so more comfortable on mouse and keyboard, but Minecraft is one of those games that I can I don't know if I can play on I don't know if I can play it on uh, controller anymore, but it's the greatest game ever made and I love it. Kyle, anything you want to say? No, that's pretty much it. Cool. Thank you for doing this with me, friend. There's just one thing that I like to do every year at the end of the year, and it's my open letter to the year itself. Uh, It's just a little reflection back. I got about three pages that I wrote here real quick. Uh, We'll do this. We'll get right into the outro. Hey, 2022. Thanks for joining me. I know uh, your time is almost over, and you must be super busy with the holidays and whatnot. But anyway... You were awful this year. Just fucking repugnant. I spent most of the year depressed, on the couch, sleeping, trying to move forward, trying to work, trying to make sense of it all, which already, I know, sounds a lot like same old me, but this year felt more like a slog. I neglected most of my friends, logged many, many extra hours sleeping on the couch like a husband who fucked up and wasted money on shit I probably don't need. Socially, I feel like we've moved backwards. I feel like more and more in these past years, I've seen more hate. Just humans hating humans simply for existing. Racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, hatred of the poor, hatred of the elderly, hatred of the sick, hatred at an all-time high. I want to say things have gotten better, but I can't lie about it. Personally, I lost a friend, and I have no clue what actually happened. I work a job that I absolutely fucking hate, and I feel like we are forced to take advantage of others, and in turn, they take advantage of us. The people around me, unwilling to acknowledge their own humanity, or are just too fucking high all the goddamn time. Just nine to ten months of heartache and woe. I did finally get to accomplish a childhood... Goal of mine and travel outside of the U.S. by myself, no less. Finally getting to see the ever-romanticized Paris through my own eyes. All the history and art and food and culture. I fit into those six days, filled my my soul in a way that I couldn't imagine. 
while I was there walking up to six to eight miles a day and carried over that motivation stateside. In an attempt to run 5.5 miles a day, I lost a substantial amount of weight. And I'm starting to feel like I'm fitting into the body that I've always belonged in. New people have come into my life that feel meaningful. Officially, I made it past a year. I hosted a very Italian Thanksgiving in my tiny apartment successfully. And just when things were on the up and up, I caught COVID. After an almost three-year battle against it, I finally got it and got the full pandemic experience. So 2022, go fuck yourself. In the 20s so far, you've been the worst. I just hope you go out on a happy note. As of you at home hearing this, I'm snuggled up back home with my family, celebrating where I am, where I was, and where I'm going. Enjoying the simple joys of sitting around the dinner table and making each other laugh at jokes only we could find funny. The holidays are always hard. Not just for me, but all of us. This time last year, I was helping a homeless co-worker get on his feet, and this year I have no clue where he is, and I can't stop thinking about him. I hope you had a good year. I hope your heart is open and able to give and accept love. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for believing in me. I cannot express in my own native tongue how much it means to me. This has been my first year by myself. I love you very much. 2022, please go fuck yourself. I pray that 2023 is better. It usually takes about three to four years for a decade to settle into itself. Let's hope it's a good rest of the decade. Thank you for listening. This year has been rough for me. If you like the intro to the show, the music to the show, it's by Shane Ivers. You can get all of his music at silvermansounds.com slash free music. In the description, there is a link to the Redbubble where you can support in a small monetary way and the Patreon. Thank you for all of your support. You can find the show anywhere. You can find a podcast. And I think the premier way to watch it or listen is on YouTube. Links to my Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, the show's Twitter are below in the description. I love you very much. Happy New Year. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first episode or you've been through all 52 of this year, I love you very much. And I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.